Welcome to Weave You Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about episode four, Year of the Demon Hair. Uh, part four of a pretty solid quartet of episodes that start off this show. Lindsay, I'm super excited to talk about this episode because it was great. What do you think of it? <laughs> I wonder why you thought it was great. Because <laughs> it was Oh, you're referring to the fact that Yura of the Demon Hair holds a skull between her chest like she's trying to get out of a parking ticket. Could be why. Um, nope. Uh, I like this episode all around for a, a pretty much every scene. I don't think there's one that just falls flat. Everything is set up and paid off very nicely. What do you think of this episode? I like it. I am, I think, antsy to get past all these introductions, though, and to get into, like, the meat of the story. One of the things I was going to say was, I don't think they can keep this momentum up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, fantastic. Why have I never watched this show before? <laughs> so the episode starts out, uh, it's, uh, Kagome is back home. And uh, in a bit of a daze still about wondering if the whole trip through feudal Japan was a dream or not. Uh, Grandpa knows better. The Bone Eater's well in his mind is a great source of evil. Now, he says all of this in an inner monologue. So in the scene, he stands up at the dinner table with a clenched fist and thinks all of this while his family just stares at him. <laughs> so Grandpa's clearly insane, but he decides he needs to seal the well. And his method for doing that is to print incantations on a bunch of bumper stickers and sticker them all over. <laughs> well, that's my interpretation of that. Anyway, uh, like they have mystery spot style bumper stickers that they normally print at this tourist attraction, but then. He just wrote incantations on him, stuck him on the outside of the well, and he thought that was going to help. I think that's fairly common, and I can't remember right now. It's escaping me what that is. But like in um, Sailor Moon, uh, Sailor Mars is a shrine priestess oh, or a shrine maiden. And uh, one of the things she's able to do is put incantations, and she like says something a chant and then um it usually paralyzes like the monster or something that they're fighting oh and she like sticks it on them yeah she's usually on the forehead you know what maybe i've seen that in other anime as well that sounds kind of familiar yeah okay well i still like the idea that he just threw out his printer <laughs> press thing and then that and done and he dusted off his hands and he walked away well 
Well, there are a lot of stickers on that well. <laughs> well, you wanted to be sure, clearly. And we um, do see Inuyasha is having just buried uh, Lady Kaide and uh, is looking for her, going by a sense of smell. Yes. And, and she had to have gone this way. He gets up to the well, sees that her clothes are in a pile. I don't remember those being there. From the she last dropped because she had them bundled up because she was wearing the priestess outfit. Got it. And when Yura pushed her, she dropped him. Threw something at her and she fell backwards. Yeah, she dropped him. Okay. Got it. She swiped at her with the sword. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember every scene of Yura in, in granular uh, detail. Uh, uh, okay. And then it's he's mad that she's gone and jumps into the well after her. And then we cut away uh, for a bit where uh, is Kagome is in bed and thinking about all this stuff and Wondering if she left too soon, and uh, thinks to herself that uh, Inuyasha doesn't really need me, and he's kind of a dick anyway. <laughs> and he's just... told her as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do this just fine on my own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And she laughs to herself. She's just like, that is something he'd say. <laughs> and then dinner time. Oh, and she is enjoying the comforts of home. Yeah, well, yeah. She mentions that numerous times. <laughs> yes. Bath, bamboo. <laughs> Uh, Hot water. <laughs> good news, Kigome. It seems like you just come back home anytime. I won't get too much into time travel, but a direction to go uh, with this show would have been if she tried to go back home too early. The world uh, continues as though she never uh, rid the world of demons in the past and becomes just a demon-filled wasteland in present time. But I'm thinking if we're going by time travel rules that... Um, in the present time, she's already saved everything and gotten the jewel back together in the past. So the present isn't affected in real time. Um, there is an episode. It doesn't seem, if I'm remembering correctly, the past does not have a lot of effect on the future. Okay. Good. But there is, um, there is an episode in particular that I'm thinking of where the jewel does play a part oh, oh and something okay. that happens in the future I'll reserve my, uh, any other theories i have until we get there <laughs> sure it is in episode 152 so we don't have to wait that long yeah i think it's eight there's a candy <laughs> on my notes okay as uh, at dinner time i was very excited that they're having a hot pot <laughs> not as excited as kagome well I may have been as excited as Kagome, because that is in a different anime I've seen, uh, Ra. They all sit around and have hot pot. Oh, okay, I'm not there yet. They've been eating Russian sushi so far. Oh, yes, Russian sushi. Yeah, Selty wants to learn how to cook, so they go over to a different character's house to try to cook something. I think it's like a sushi and rice kind of thing, and the girl who's helping them says, all right, now we just let it chill for 24 hours, and I go, ah. What, what are we going to eat till then? And it cuts to them having hot pot. And they do point out then that is a, it is a winter meal. And hot pot um, would be like, it sounds like their version of uh, comfort food. Just kind of uh, like a peasant dish that you put a bunch of stuff in a pot and you can serve you know, friends and family while they're there. Yeah, um, to me it reminds me almost a little bit of like the fondue, like that has like the broth and you put the meats in the yeah. broth and Okay. 
Um, hot pots are popular in Rurouni Kenshin, too. They're always trying to scrape together money to go to the hot pot ah! place. <laughs> Fantastic. I look forward to watching that one later. Then. <laughs> I only watch anime that has hot pot in it, uh, oh. listeners. <laughs> and so um, there's one, one thing I wanted to mention here. I'm trying to remember what the line was exactly. I think she's thinking about Inuyasha. Maybe it's the grandpa. No, the grandpa. That's what it is. Okay, the grandpa mentions that he sealed the well. And they do a thing where the grandpa says, nothing's going to come out of that well on my watch. And I waited for it. And they don't do it where Inuyasha could come through the door at that moment. They wait a little bit. (laughs) And then he comes through the door. (laughs) Better late than never. (laughs) While her mouth is full of food. Yeah. That may make it funnier. And it, it's better this way, too, uh, as opposed to our apocalypse idea where uh, it gives her no choice but to do it. The fact that she's kind of choosing to do this makes her a better character, in my mind. But uh, he's mad at her <laughs> saying something like, uh, who told you you could go home? It is very funny. And he <laughs> grabs her and starts to pull her. And then her, mo- <laughs> her mom goes, wait a sec. Let me see those ears. <laughs> Uh, her little brother wants to too mm, and Kagome's like oh my gosh Bob you can't do that and she goes but I did the same thing <laughs> exactly it's it's what they call a runner and I hope it lasts for a while that new people always touch his ears but we'll see she notices the hair and, oh uh, we learn more about uh, your of the demon hair's powers I'm going to ask you there are two different types of hair it seems like there are the big bundles that they fight later, but there's also the master strand that she can use to puppet people and cut people. So she like wraps it around her hand after she finds it on Inuyasha's body, and it cuts her. They go back to the well, where it's open and a bunch of hair is coming out. But what's great about this scene, too, is they both go into the well and see that a bunch of hair is coming out of it. And she turns around and says, don't come in here to her grandpa and her brother. They fight the hair together because I don't think I don't think anybody can see it except for her even this other oh yeah I don't know no because she had to tell him like how to jump and that was when Kagome noticed the one the master thread that looked different that's right and that's when she cut herself to bleed along the thread so Inuyasha could see it and cut it that's right see I I remember the hair coming into the present day but for some reason, I was thinking it was on her. So at the end of the last episode, when she's washing her hair, I'm like, oh, there's a Yura hair in there. <laughs> yeah, that but, did seem more significant than uh, it ended up being. Yeah, I must. I remembered that wrong. So it was all Inuyasha's fault. <laughs> oh. oh, no. He didn't know it was on him. <laughs> Couldn't see it. So they cut the strand and it uh, renders that those big giant clumps of hair useless and they retreat. Um, and she's uh, talking with him about how they need to stop it and he gives her his coat and mentions that it's made from the fur of the fire rat. It is essentially yep. armor. Yeah. And I did look this up. Uh, it is a Chinese rat that huh. lived uh, near hot uh, volcanic water that they thought was fireproof. The rats are normally white-haired, though, huh. not red. 
Where did he get it? Oh, will we find out later? <laughs> we will. The look on your face says uh, we will. But he gives it to her, he wraps it around her, and it's very romantic. <laughs> Until he says she has weird skin. <laughs> yes, everything's always like a backhanded compliment with him. <laughs> He's negging her, as they say in the, uh, the pickup artist community. And Kagome knows she has to go take care of it because she can't put her family at risk. Yeah. Good person. <laughs> hashtag, <Making> others. <laughs> hashtag good person. <laughs> Yeah, cut to a bad person who is, like I mentioned, holding the red skull uh, right <laughs> under her chest. That's how we know it's important. <laughs> so we'll remember it later. <laughs> but they're back in feudal Japan, our heroes. And they come across decapitated warriors, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> and she picks up a bow and arrow again. And I this is another runner, because she's supposedly the resurrection of Kikio, who was an archer. And she feels compelled to uh, pick up uh, bows and arrows. She's still not good at it, though, which is the key that she also needs to find a way to get good at it. And Inuyasha gives her a hard time about it. Oh, yeah. And she says, I'm going to practice and I'm going to get good. You just watch. <laughs> Stop becoming the woman I once loved. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't know for sure. <laughs> And then they come across Yura, who emerges from a giant ball of hair. <laughs> you should like this episode more. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's filled with skulls, too. So uh, That's true. This is uh, every, all the information that I was missing in the previous episode is pretty much answered here. So she collects the skulls of fallen of warriors and uses their hair. Uh, and, but the cutting strands, the master strands, those are... Is that her hair? I think those strands come from the red skull. The red skull, which is... Uh, she also has a red comb as well that she's yes. using to control a lot of this stuff. So maybe it's coming from that as well. I don't know if we find out if she's also a fallen princess who is possessed by the comb. Or if she's the embodiment of spirit that's uh, possessing the comb. I think the second one. Okay, the second one. Alright. Fair call. Because they do say, oh, that's her true form. Yes. I only ask because uh, when she disappears later, she leaves her clothes. <laughs> so they, a big fight ensues, and Inuyasha's a little better at it, but still bested by this uh, horrible, horrible woman. who uh, As cute as a button. Well... <laughs> I don't know. She needs to stop. Stop this nonsense. <laughs> she does. She is pretty amazing when she fights, though. Like yeah, <laughs> a gymnast, sword fighter, puppeteer woman. <laughs> now, I like my villains to be vicious and good at what they do. So she manages to best him and hold him up in the air and cuts him up the middle from far away. I think the fact that this is far away and we can't see the details, I flinched at ooh. A lot of really dark stuff in this. And um, she also licks the blood off the sword, which... You bitch. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Kagome gets a clear shot with her bow and arrow and fires and manages somehow to fire it at Inuyasha. <laughs> but misses him because he ducks, yes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it hits the giant ball of hair and 
it's not that it's an enchanted arrow, but it's the, the wielder who is enchanting it, I'm guessing, because it, it essentially dissolves it, um, or weakens it. Yes. Um, Kikyo, as a priestess, had the ability to shoot sacred arrows. Okay. So I think that's sort of a, maybe, ability that's emerging in Kagome. I she you. improves in archery. And it's not that, it's not like holy water where you have a bunch of normal water and then perform a ritual that enchants it and put it in giant bags on either side of you to throw at people's faces, but it's more that whatever arrows you have, they are enchanted because yeah. you're using them. Yes. Okay. The wielder. Yes. Got it. But uh, this is a good, if this is going to be a recurring segment on our show, uh, way to go, May moment, because uh, through her clumsiness, she manages to... Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Way to go, May. <laughs> so for the first time, Yura of the Demon Hair is taking Kagome seriously, and she says a great line, which is, you scare me, so die. <laughs> Which is, uh, and, but uh, what makes it uh, more confusing here is that she can control fire, too? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess, like, with that comb, maybe she just set the strands of hair on fire? Maybe. It just looked like fire was coming from the comb, though. Uh, maybe it's the fire of the underworld? She did say they were, like, some kind of special flames that were going to, like, burn away even her bones. Okay. And she did say there's not going to be anything left of you. If there was any weak part of the script, I would point to that. If I was in the writer's room, I would say, let's do something else. Let's bury her in a bunch of hair, maybe. But the, the fire rat clothing protects her, so it serves that purpose. I, I think that's what they were going for, was to have the armor or the kimono, the fire rat, mm-hmm. protect her. And so I guess they're like, oh, well, she'll be set on fire and she won't get burned. So, perfectly acceptable in this context, <laughs> I think. It just, at the time, I was like, oh, fire? Okay. <laughs> and it uh, brought her out of it. And then uh, Inuyasha, who's getting kind of worried, reaches into his chest and pulls a <laughs> bunch of blood and says, Blades of Blood, another attack that yep. if we can think of a segment for all these attacks. <laughs> Even though I can never remember the other one. Iron, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. Okay, there we go. I'm just gonna brace, call. brace yourself. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> There's a lot of level ups. <laughs> We're gonna uh, create more work for us. But this attack can only be used with blood. Yeah, I assume that it's like uh, I think in Dun- Dungeons and Dragons you have a blood blade spell, and you do need to take damage because you cut yourself. Don't quote me on that because I didn't play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I just kind of know it peripherally from having a brother who plays Dungeons and Dragons. She um, gets cut by the uh, blades of blood. It severs her hand, (laughs) which then she uses the strands of hair to control the severed hand, which is still holding her sword. Yes. At which point I thought, oh, oh, this is the best show ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fantastic. uh, That especially was great. But Inuyasha gets fucked up in this episode. She will not stop cutting this kid. (laughs) <laughs> she wants his head. I get that. With that beautiful silver hair. <laughs> I perfectly understand that. <laughs> but she's having such a good time uh, cutting him at this point, right? Um, that uh, Kagome starts climbing up the giant strand of hair 
and she sees a red skull. Is like, I think that thing's important. <laughs> oh, Kagome. <laughs> I know. She's so... <laughs> she tried so hard. Uh, I just like that faraway shot of her climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Which really freaks Yura out for the first time mm-hmm. since this confrontation. This is where uh, my notes fail me, but at this point, as uh, Inuyasha rips the jewel out of her chest, and it does it by the light of the moon, which is also really cool. <laughs> yeah, and, right between the. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I'm not a pervert. Well, oh, she even made a comment. How I know. How dare you? <laughs> In the preview, I thought they had ruined it that he's ripping out her heart. But, oh, don't worry, kids. It's just the, the jewel inside of the pouch. Yeah, and she's mad at him because they barely know each other. <laughs> and he quote-unquote groped her. Okay, lady. I do think it's interesting how she heals her hand. She puts it back on with her hair. Yes. Um, but she leaves her chest wound wide open. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter so much because her body can get messed up, but uh, she needs her hands to fight. Because everything is about that skull. So uh, the entire hair strand falls. Is See, I, this is where I think I'm getting some things mixed up. Because the entire hair strand falls and uh, Inuyasha is stabbed again at some point, right? Nice. Yes, and I think she's about to sever his head. Like, I don't think he's got anything left. He's yeah. tied down and... Oh, here's what happens. Um, the the hair strand falls. She gets Kagome pulled up, and she says something's a, uh, a weird about you, but um, your neck seems pretty normal, and she puts the master strand. Oh, around her neck and cue me feeling uncomfortable she also says that i don't like your hair it's pretty ugly but i guess i'll take it anyway and kagome is very offended because she conditions her hair every day you guys don't even have shampoo here (laughs) he does his uh oh god the blades of blood attack again at her back Everything falls, and that's when um, she stabs him again, and she's just gonna. I'm gonna kill you now. And she's about to uh, do that with the sword. Another like comical moment. You hear tink tink. tink. (laughs) (laughs) Going has the arrow. Another nice touch. Yep. Stabbing it. Stabbing the red skull. It's like uh, a last ditch effort. Yura throws the sword at her. And, of course, is too late. Kagome stabs through the skull, breaks the uh, the master strands that are coming out of the eyes and mouth, and that's pretty much the end of Yura, of the demon hair, I imagine. I don't think she's coming back. <laughs> okay. Uh, she was evil. <laughs> I'm sure in another life, we could have made it work. <laughs> we're, we're two different people. <laughs> Well, she is a, a ceremonial adornment comb of the dead. So. Yeah, adornment comb of the dead. Another cool bit of lore that uh, it's haunted by all of the hair that it combed. Dead people. Way to go. Way to go, May. Yeah! For not flinching with the sword flying towards her and instead putting all her effort into breaking through that skull. Another thing that makes Kagome great. Yes. 
No self-preservation. <laughs> well, she's brave, which I think is important. Yes. Um, they get their they get Yura's uh, sword though. Uh, I noticed that that sword is left behind. I don't know if they keep it, but she resolves to um, stay in feudal Japan and help out, and especially since uh, her new boyfriend is hurt pretty badly. And uh, oh, uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> And has to tend to his wounds, I'm sure. And for the first time... Oh, that's right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. He calls her by her normal name instead of uh, Kikyo. Or you. Or hey. Or something. <laughs> he says Kagome and it makes her stop. <laughs> Say hey! Cool. We're best friends now. But then he had to go play it cool. Yeah. Well, that's what we love about him, I'm sure. <laughs> And she smacked him on the back, or I think it was meant to be a friendly gesture, but (laughs) he was putting on a brave face with all of his wounds, and that got the better of him. (laughs) The last shot of the show is we cut to poor, poor Lady Kaide, who is still buried. (laughs) She does say for sure that she is the reincarnation of her dead sister. Four episodes, I don't know how TV production goes in... Japan, but these four episodes are a very good indicator of what the show is going to be. There's lots of setups, payoffs. We introduce every character that is important for the time being, all the mechanics of the world, and uh, all the arcs are pretty much closed. So I was wondering if these four episodes kind of serve as the pilot, and if you wanted to invest money and take further episodes, you do so at this point. I think it seems like a lot of anime is based on the manga. Yes. So they might have just said, let's do books, you know, one through, I think there's usually like maybe four chapters. And yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't read very much okay. manga, but you know, maybe they just said, let's, it seems like first seasons are usually about 12 or like 24, 25 episodes. Okay. I know this oh, one's like fifty, though I believe, right? Because it's uh, pretty late. This 90s. one might might have just kept on going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's all true, and I know that can't be entirely um, the case with the only four episodes because the opening credits show scenes from future stuff that they've uh, we haven't gotten to yet, including characters who we just confused me. Like, what the hell is that? And a giant boomerang lady. <laughs> Uh, the ladies are not giant, the boomerangs. <laughs> but uh, very excited to see future episodes of this show. You know what? I think this show's pretty good. Have you heard of this show, Lindsay? You should watch it. <laughs> I, I heard of this show a long time ago. <laughs> what? <laughs>